Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. It's me, G, and as usual I am joined by the lovely Betty and Ola, but we are also very, very lucky to have a special guest today, Miss Lena Hendricks. How are you today, Lena? Hey gals, I am doing amazingly well. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I love your podcast. It's so great. Oh, it's so so excited to have you. (laughs) Yeah, we are so happy that you're on with us today. We've read your books and I personally love them and I know that Ola and Betty love them as well. So it's super exciting that we get to talk to you about them. Oh, thank you so much. It's always, um, as a newer author, it's always so surprising and heartwarming to hear that people actually like the stories that I've decided to write. So that's great. Thank you. Love your new novella. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, honestly, um, that novella was really fun to write. And I'm glad I wrote it when I did. um, Because it wasn't even though it is a little bit of like an origin novella, it comes timeline wise before the first series. I think just every book, I feel like my writing gets a little bit better. And I can tighten things up a little bit more. And so I think in the novella, I was able to do it justice that, you know, maybe wouldn't have been there. um, If I had written it first. Nice. Yeah. And it's like, like, I love a little bit of like a prequel story sort of thing. Yeah. It was really sweet as well. I love a good sort of origin story or the prequel. Um, and this will be one that for everybody is totally free. So it's not going to be anything that, um, you know, anybody can't get. So it'll be free on my website, which is super fun. I was glad to be able to have something to give to people, um, especially, if they just are new to me. And so they can kind of check me out and see if, if I fit their vibe. <laughs> nice. So how did you originally get into writing romance books? Like were there any particular <laughs> like authors or books that got you into it? Um, so I always laugh at myself a little bit when I get asked this story, because I like to say that my entire career is sort of based on a lie. Um, <laughs> and it is because I have always loved and read romance. Um, I've always written, but my writing has always been sort of more of the academic field. Um, but then as a romance reader, I read a lot. Um, I'm a pretty quick reader. And so I go through a lot. And I was in another author's reader group. And she happened to mention, um, you know, having a code for, it was like Inker's Con or something, some like writer's convention. And it was like, hey, if anybody else is an author and wants to, you know, join this group and get a code to see this, I... (laughs) I commented, yes, I am an author. I've literally, I had at that point never written a single word of fiction (laughs) in my entire life and thought, I guess I'm writing a novel now. And so I had this inkling, right, that I wanted to write and that as I'm reading these stories that I love these stories and I would love to write something like that. Um, And so then from there on out, I just tried to learn as much as I could about how to write a good novel and be an indie publisher and, you know, kind of went down the rabbit hole and found that I loved it and that I 
felt like it was something I was always meant to do. Oh, that's so amazing. We actually, when we spoke, because we had an interview with um, Jackie Walker and she mentioned something oh, yeah, similar I love Jackie. that she was part of like, a, she did like a writer's convention and that sort of really like kicked things off for her. Yeah, I think it was really important um, for me to see other people doing it, like just you know, I think that it seems really daunting to write and publish a book, but when you're in a group of people who are sharing ideas and who are, um, you know, sort of in the same boat as you, when people are just trying to figure it out. And honestly, there is such a wealth of information for independently publishing and, you know, making the decision, like, do I go wide or do I go KU? Um, there's so much information out there and I love to learn new things. So this was something that I figured, well, I can write the book and learn as I go. So that's, that's what I did. Just jump, jumped in. That's really cool. It must be really cool like, to um, be an independent publisher as well because you do have, you have so much agency over your own work. Yeah, that was a, a big part of it. Um, but mostly I'm impatient. And, I was, <laughs> and the <laughs> thought of having to query publishers and consistently get rejected, which is what everybody says that they go through. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really sound like a good time. So I'm going to just write the book and throw it up on Amazon and really hope and pray that people see it and like it. Um, I do think I did a lot of things right in terms of learning how to package it so that it, you know, kind of looks like a book that someone like me who loves to read in this genre would pick up and would read. Um, but I learned all of that sort of as I went along. Um, and, and yeah, you can, change a cover on the fly or tweak a blurb if it's not working. Um, and that freedom, I love that. I love the freedom to do that. You're nice. so good at social media as well, like pushing your books out there. <laughs> You're like the TikTok queen. You're like, oh, oh TikTok I don't know about everything. That. When he <laughs> puts his dick in your face. <laughs> like, I mean, I've, I've learned to have no shame when it comes to that. And, and I approach social media because it's funny that you say, you know, oh, you're social media queen. Um, I don't think that's true. There are plenty of social media platforms that I just like actually hate and don't hardly ever go on. But um, TikTok in particular, I think I approach it if I think it's funny or if I think a sound I can relate to my book, I'll save it and kind of think of an idea or, you know, film a quick video and, and just kind of learn to have fun with it. Because I think that is really what people see is they see that I'm just having fun with it or I'm, you know, having a good time and not really worried about, oh, it's like the perfect setup or it's the perfect, um, the perfect shot because half the time I'm like sitting on my front porch or standing in front of a window or <laughs> it's nothing special. It's nothing somebody else couldn't do, to be honest. Well, it's obviously working. People love the, the real talk, the real, the real you. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a current favorite book at the moment that you've, that you've read? Um, Oh, that I've read. Okay. So I'm one of those terrible readers who, again, reads pretty quickly and then never remembers a single thing about the book I just read oh, other than I love it. our friend. So, yeah, it's, it's bad because as an author, people are always asking me, you know, what books do you recommend? What do you love? And I'm like, uh, or I'll, I'll remember a book title and then um, they're like, what's it about? And I'm like, there was stuff and things that happened. But I don't it was remember. Harry Potter and there was an alien. Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty much. I'm like, it, there was an alien. There was some horns you held on to. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I love I, that book. 
Um, I think that's number one ice planet barbarians or whatever that one is. But I will say um, a book that I'm reading right now that it was actually a TikTok recommendation um, that I'm really intrigued by. So I'm only like maybe 20% in um, and it's a little bit of a different type of book. It's not your straight rom-com or contemporary romance, um, but it's a little bit darker, I think, without being too dark and romantic suspense, but it's Does It Hurt by H.D. Carlton. And it's really intriguing. And I like, um, because I like true crime podcasts and I like, um, you know, all sorts of weird shit. So this is kind of mixing some mystery and some eeriness with a romantic plot. And so I'm, I'm totally hooked. So this is one that I've been um, excited to dive into in the last day or so. It's been a fun one. Nice. That's so cool. Yeah, we we love a like a, a romance book that has a little bit of either like mystery or a little bit darker, like a little bit more nitty gritty. Love it. We all gave yeah, this one for sure. to our last book, which was Lord Yeah, we what did. Was it? Lord of London. Lord of, Lord of London. London. Mate. Oh, I know I was listening to that today while I was gardening and I was I put added it to my list. It is so fucking good. It is illegal yeah. how good it is. And we have to talk about things that we don't like about books and we just nitpicked the strangest shit yeah. in that book. You're like, there <laughs> was, was a just misplaced so comma. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It was more about how a dick got cut off in a scene. That was like the only thing that we all agreed It was on. quite was like a violent a book. Yeah, it's quite violent. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Um, you, um, do you, uh, have, you and I um, were talking, sorry, Jay, you and I were talking about Morning Glory Milking Farm and then I read it and I'm like, fucking hell, yes. Lena. You're welcome. Right. That one's <laughs> Holy a shit. So that one was, it was a, a friend and I were like, all right, we're doing this. We're going to read this together. And the text thread between us, I'm like, why are they talking about balls all the time? I yes, don't understand. So and weird. I mean, and I mean, there was like a lot of fluid. I, it was just, but it was so, I couldn't stop reading it. I could not help myself. You can't stop I, when you start and you're like, why do they need a liter, which is what, 24 ounces in the States? Oh, it was like, right? well, and then you're like looking at something a like a bottle in your house. That's yeah. 24 ounces. And you're like, wow. Wow. That's yeah. So it's like a liter of semen, like every single freaking <laughs> chapter. And you're like, holy shit. Right. Like how? And then at the end, when he's like, I don't want to hurt you with the blowjob. And I'm like, girl, you oh, are not swallowing a liter of semen. You will drown. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing about that book <laughs> that gets you, though, is you catch yourself being like, it's almost sweet, though. It was. And, it was so sweet. You know, you're like, I'm very, I'm feeling very conflicted the entire time I read that book, for sure. No, definitely a very sweet book. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, she's trying to get... And then you remember, oh, wait, <laughs> he's a minotaur. Okay, okay, cool. We're back. Yeah, it's, it's next level. <laughs> but sometimes you need those. I mean, I do read a lot of oh, yeah. rom-coms or, like, traditional, you know, contemporary, small town, all that stuff. But then every once in a while, you need to throw in the romantic suspense or the dark romance or the minotaur romance or aliens just to keep it... To keep it fresh, to keep, keep you real. on your toes, for sure. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that book, after you told me about it, I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I remember messaging the girls being like, what the fuck am I reading? You're like, she's got some real wild recommendations. <laughs> we want more. <laughs> <laughs> the, the weirder, the better. Yeah, we like to test everything. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, because you never know. It's like that, whatever that sound is, that trending sound I always hear on TikTok. Like, am I into this? Am I into this? And then you're like, yeah, a, a little bit, a little bit. What is your favorite book of yours that you've written? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me this question. That's really hard. Um, I will say that probably my debut novel, Finding You, um, is probably still my favorite book and not that I think it's my most well-written book because I, I like I said before I do think that my writing has gotten better with each book and as I've you know kind of learned more about craft and structure and things like that but there are so many pieces of that book that just have all of those yummy ingredients that I love I mean it's a military hero I love a man in uniform he's got scars he's got issues and trauma um, it's brother's best friend I have no sisters I only have brothers and so that really hits a nice sweet spot for me because I grew up just adoring my older brother's friends um, you know and it's got a really cool, quirky, kind of tomboyish heroine, which um, I kind of identify with. Um, I, again, growing up with older brothers, like I was always just getting in the mud and fishing with them and hanging out with the boys. And so I liked seeing a heroine who wasn't super overly girly, get her guy, you know, so I will still probably always, I'll always have a really tender spot in my heart for finding you. We were saying this that your book, oh, sorry. Go on. I was gonna say this is the first book I've read that has mentioned fly fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> if I can make fly fishing sexy, I've definitely I've done something right. If I can somehow turn you on and teach you about fly fishing, then well, you're you welcome. have no idea how big a part of my life fly fishing has become oh my in the past couple of years. <laughs> And I didn't know Liam. it existed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it existed until a few years ago. And now my life is surrounded by, like, fly fishing equipment. How to fly fish. We're going fly fishing on the weekend. And then I read the book okay, and I was like, so, someone gets it. So you need to watch the movie A River Runs Through It with young Brad Pitt. It's cool. delightful. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a good one. If she watches oh. that, that'll that'll ruin fly fishing with her boyfriend for her, though. Yeah. She needs to, oh, if she gets just a young Brad Pitt, she'll never be able to look at Liam the same way. <laughs> You're like, well, Brad Pitt did it differently, so. <laughs> we were talking about how we actually, I, I don't know if I said this to Only G, but I was saying that, like, your writing did improve. So, like, you can see the progression through all your books. And it also got, like, a lot spicier as you went along. Hey, like, in the new book, yeah. there's a DP thing in it. And I was like, whoa, that is not rom-com. I love it. Yeah, what's funny about that is, yeah, I mean, I think I was kind of testing the waters maybe a little bit before. And then, you know, at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write what I think fits the characters, what I think is hot. And I almost edited that whole section out. Oh, because I had one... Um, sort of really early reader be like, is it too much? Like, is it, you know, I was just thinking about the fact that she's going to be totally destroyed if that happens. And I'm like, no, she won't. It'll be fine. She's going to be fine. I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be good. Trust me. It's going to be good. And I was nervous about it because then it kind of got stuck in my head. Like, Oh, maybe it's going to be too much. But I live my whole life by sort of go with your gut. And I was like, no, it fits them. It's it, I, it worked in the scene. 
I tried really hard to make sure it came across that it, that she was super into it and that she really wanted it. And it, yeah, I thought it was hot. So there you go. Oh, it was so <laughs> fucking hot. It's never Very too hot. much. Yeah. Usually never if I'm writing, much. if I'm like, oh, okay. Then I'm like, yeah, that has to go in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like, if you had to pick one of your male leads to be with in real life, who would it be? Mm. I do like Parker, um, which he's in the alias in the altar. And there's always bits of every male main character that I like, love that specific thing about them. But as a whole, I would still probably pick Lincoln from finding you. I just, there's something about the veteran Marine and the scars and the tattoos and he beats the shit out of someone for you. Like I just really, I was into it. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, Lincoln was a really good character. I liked this. So I was like, cute. even the yeah, and that it was, it was good. Like to see such a complicated character. You know what I mean? Like, because it was just, you know, you go into it and you sort of think like, oh, it's like small town romance. Like, you think it's gonna sort of follow like the, like this trajectory, but his issues were like so well expressed and written. So it was really really cool to see that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I I. I work really hard. So when I write a book, I always start with the characters and start to think about who they are and what their issues are and the good things about them and the not so great things about them. So I I think that my writing tends to be a little bit more character centered and character driven um, than not. So I, I appreciate that comes across too. Nice. Alrighty, and could you please, just for our listeners out there, give us a sort of brief overview of the Alias and the Altar, your newest full-length book? Yes, that one was so fun to write. So the Alias and the Altar is book two, but it's an interconnected standalone, so you could just pick it up and and read it with no problem. It reads great as a standalone, but technically book two in the Redemption Ranch series, and the whole concept of that series is this secluded ranch in Montana that is a, the ranch, the cattle ranch itself is a front for witness protection. Um, And so in the alias in the altar, he is what we thought in book one was sort of the bad guy. And he comes to the ranch and is hiding out. Um, Some bad people were after him. And so he is on the run and has a very sunshiny fake wife that kind of drives him a little bit crazy. Um, And it's their story. It's grumpy sunshine. It's um, fake marriage. It's small town vibes on that sort of remote cattle ranch. Um, And then how he starts to repair not only, you know, himself, but his relationships with his brother and sister who are already on the ranch. um, And you learn about them in, in book one. I freaking love a grumpy sunshine and you did it so well. Yes, oh, it was so much and he was so grumpy and she was so yeah. sunshiny. She was like a golden retriever on crack and he was oh, like I, know it. I he do was love like a, a German grump. shepherd. Yeah, I do. I love a grump in a book and in my real life and I just I can't help it. So yeah, Grumpy Sunshine is like one of my favorites to read and to write and he was a lot of fun and I loved for him, you know, having that mafia background, I mean, because really my books are more like mafia light, like they're not, if you're like a hardcore mafia reader, 
you're going to probably be a little disappointed, but because um, it's more of the witness protection and the mafia stuff's more in the background. But some of the things that he had to do in the mafia and like one of the reasons he's missing a finger and one of the, you know, all that stuff um, that was woven into there was a lot of fun to, to play with and to write. I literally nice. laughed out loud when she was like, hi, four. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, eh. I was like, fuck yes. You know, she's got to, she's got to poke the bear a little bit every, every now and then. Yeah. I was telling my partner, I was like, babe, I was reading this book and this guy had four fingers and the chick said to him, hi, four. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Like, No, but you don't understand. It's really funny. Like if you read it, it'd be funny. You got to read it. We noticed as well that there was like a bit of a tone shift from the Chickaloo series to the um, the Redemption Ranch series. What was the reason for this, for sort of taking it in that slightly, I guess, darker or more action-y direction? Yeah, um, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think Chickaloo Falls series is more of your, I would say, traditional small town, like steamy small town romance. Um, and the Redemption Ranch series, definitely with the witness protection angle, um, you know, you're dealing with criminals, you're dealing with people with sort of uh, shady or muddy backgrounds. And so I think it just naturally lent itself to be slightly darker without dipping too far into being like considered a dark romance, because I still wanted to keep it contemporary, still wanted to keep it um, like that you feel good at the end. Um, you know, I don't think I'll ever be a writer where people are like, oh, I was just destroyed at the end of this book. Um, because I hate feeling like that. Um, oh, thank I fuck. Am totally... I'm not alone <laughs> in the world. Yeah. No, I'm a spoiler reader. If somebody recommends me a book, I'm like, does it have a happy ending? I have to know right now because there's enough drama and sadness. I want to be happy when I finish this book. And so I wanted um, the books to make people feel good and feel heartwarmed, but also maybe a little bit turned on. So, um, yeah. So the tonal shift, I think, is just because of the context. I think future books... Um, you know, depending on who those characters end up being, uh, would kind of fall somewhere within there. Um, I don't foresee ever being like super dark or super traumatic in, in my writing because I love the process of writing and it's really fun for me to write. Um, and I would want to keep that when somebody reads it too. Crying while nice. reading is the worst fucking thing on the planet. I love crying yeah, while reading. I love crying while oh, reading. I can't, I can't me and Diddy, we love the emotional ones. No, this is just illegal. They were doing Drive and Reverse next week, and I read Drive, and I sent the photos of me crying because I was just not coping at all. (laughs) It's my pick. I love love it. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what were you saying, Lena? That's so good, though. No, I was just going to say, I love the tension and that that feeling in the pit of your stomach of like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But... I, I want it to wrap up happy at the end. Like I want to feel redeemed and just uplifted. And that's, I have a hard time watching movies nowadays because it used to always be that romance movies for the most part ended on a happy note that they're together. And like, that's, you know, and now, now I'm just a little bit gun shy being like, mm, I don't know. I might need to look up a spoiler before I dive into this. And books have been the same way for me lately. Yeah, like, P.S. I love you. I Who the see. fuck thought of that? Who was like, I want to make everyone want to kill themselves at the end of this? Because yeah, when I, no, I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be so cute. Within the first three minutes, I was, like, hysterically crying. It was so bad. I can't do it. No, I can't do no. it. 
No, why would I you want to do that to yourself? I bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, bawling my eyes out. Yeah, That's it's the best feeling. At 2 o'clock in the I morning, it's some sort of emotional trauma. You just get it out. No, it's how not. Much it's like do you healing. have to get out? <laughs> Like this is the it's point. It's like a Are healthy you, way like, to like release your feelings, you know. Yeah, but you it's like a healthy like, thing to push day, it on. G. That's what I don't understand. Whereas <laughs> most people don't <laughs> need cathartic good. release every single fucking day. That's what I don't you get. You feel right. so relaxed afterwards. You feel so no. relaxed afterwards. I did not sleep <laughs> no, after my drive, eyes are and puffy. I had a mental my... breakdown. Yeah. Sorry, no, what was that, Lena? No, my eyes are puffy. I was saying my, you know, I, I, it's not cathartic for me. My, I've got the no. puffy eyes, the snotty face. Like it's not. Yeah. It's an ugly cry at its best, and that's just not for it's me. So <laughs> gross. And then, like, you think about it, because I lie there and I'm like, "Why did this happen?" And I like, and I sit in the shower and I like think over my life. And I'm like, all these horrible things have happened. And then, then I end up crying about other shit on top of it. Because if I've already started, why not just keep going? Don't redrive. Because if you don't like the ending, you're fucked. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> you can't say that because we're literally doing drive next. I know. So we need people to drive so they can listen to our episode. It's so good. Um, but honestly, see, this is the best. You know... Sorry. No, you're all good. I was going to say, this is the best thing about romance genres in general is there is literally something for everyone. So if you want your weird alien romances or your minotaurs or your ugly cry or your happy rom-com with surprising levels of steam, I mean, there is, you can search anything and find it. And it's, that's the best part. A hundred percent. And my theory on the crying ones is why would you want to cry instead of being happy? That's what I don't get with the crying ones, but I'm happy for you guys that they have written it and that you love them, but you're <laughs> fucking weird. People literally <laughs> message me personally on Facebook being like, um, we're like you, we hate crying. And I'm like, yes, I'm not alone in this world because I'm alone in this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We wanted to ask as well for the novella that you wrote, Choosing You. Where did you get mm -hmm. the idea for that? Like the sort of origin story of Mr. Bailey? Okay. So told um, me that it could be your parents. Is that right? It is. So there's a couple of little like Easter egg little teasers. So if you look on the copyright page of Choosing You, like where, you know, authors have their standard blurb of like, none of this, you know, fictional or real is based on any blah, 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 blah. I added to that. And I was like, except for my parents, because your meet cute was too great to not put into a book. Um, and there's a lot of little elements in there that were um, sort of stolen from them. I mean, blatantly stolen from my parents. Um, because so when I wrote the Chickaloo Falls series, sort of that like kind of grumpy, reluctant sage of old man Bailey, um, I always kind of thought of my dad because he is always the guy I went to for advice. He gives great advice. Um, and so in my mind, that was always kind of who he was a little bit fashioned after. Um, and my parents had that really cute meet cute, right? So my dad drove by on the motorcycle. She was actually sitting outside of um, her friend's house and he 
drove by on his motorcycle, saw her, turned around and came back to talk to her, asked her out on a date. Um, my parents, who are still together, still married, got married when my mother was 16 and my dad was 20. And they moved from Missouri at the time to California because he enlisted in the Marines. Like he came from like a really crummy home. And so he wanted to get out and was like, Hey, you want to get married so we could move? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and so it, yeah, I mean, and they're still together. They'll be celebrating 50 years here in like three more years. They're going to be married 50 years. So it's just, I, I just thought that was so cute. And he always, you know, he's a very devoted husband to her. And I just thought that was so cute. Um, and then there is a little part in there um, with a powder puff race where she races. Um, <laughs> she she does a powder puff race. So that's like when the, the wives of the girlfriends of the drivers do the race instead of the men. Um, and it's a story where she the entire time thought she was in first place, um, but she was actually half a lap behind the first place winner. <laughs> and so then as the race ended, you know, she's cheering and, you know, hooping and hollering for herself, um, even though they're all like waving her and saying, no, like, come <laughs> back in. You didn't win. And she's like waving and does her own victory lap because she had just assumed that she won. And that always cracked me up. And I thought it was so funny. And so there's um, a little bit of that in there, too. So little pieces, um, you know, inspired by great stories or funny stories from my parents. Um, but the story as a whole is entirely different. Just those, those sort of heartwarming or charming moments. I like to, to kind of harvest and then, you know, tweak and, and move a little bit in order to fit the characters of the story. Oh, oh Bailey's so sweet. Is shit. <laughs> yeah. So it was funny because my mom was like, Oh, I'm so excited to read this novella. It's our story. I'm like, do not go into it thinking that this is you and dad because that will gross me out like don't fucking say it don't don't even and it's funny because my parents have only known about my writing for like two or three months I've been writing for uh like a year and a half and I kept it a secret the only person who knew that uh I was writing was my husband and then I was doing um a different interview and I was like oh shit they're gonna find out and then that's going to get real awkward real fast. So I, you know, write a dedication. They're included in my acknowledgments, like every book, but I, it's literally always like, please do not let dad read these, whatever you do. Um, and he is the bigger reader <laughs> of the two. So it's like horrifying to think that my father could read my books. Um, and even my brother, I was telling him I was coming on a podcast. He's like, sweet, which one? I'll listen to it. I'm like, please, please don't. Just, I love you. <laughs> and I appreciate you want to meet your friends. But yeah, my dad and my brother, I was like, you are not my target demographic. Please don't ever, ever read the things that I write. Because yeah, um, I like a good dirty talking hero. I like a man that's, you know, dominant in the bedroom, but is like a gooey center on the inside. You know, he's just um, it's the kind of guy I like. So I like to write that kind of hero. Um, and on the page, they can, they can come out pretty raunchy sometimes. The um the dirty talking in the in the alias is whoa. I that, love that's a good some, dirty that talk. is some so good, so good. Oh, I'm but so like, glad. Whoa, loved it. Yeah, I love I love a, a vocal lover, if you will. 
Good for you. I love it. Well, I've had like experiences as well, like even doing the podcast, like because it's called Girls Who Read Porn. And then I was sitting around having like a family lunch, and then my aunt, (laughs) I I was talking about Ola. I was talking. I said something about Ola, and my nana was like, "Oh, how do you know her?" And I was like, "Oh, we work together, but she lives in Sydney." And then my aunt was like, "Oh, and you do the podcast with her?" And then my nana was like, "Oh, I've heard about that. I heard you have a podcast. What's it called?" And I was just like, "Girls Who Read Porn." And she was like, what? And like, I was like, it's, it's girls about romance who... novels. <laughs> like, I just read. said it like as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it's still weird for me a little bit because I think I kept my writing a secret for so long that it's still very weird in my real life for people to want to talk about it. Because I'm, I'm like, oh, oh. But you would be, I, I, I've been shocked at how many people I never knew read raunchy romance that Oh, they're like, Oh, I shocking. love it. And it's just, people don't talk about it a lot, which I think is a shame. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something I've been excited to share and talk with, um, you know, my girlfriends about, or, you know, other, other moms that I know that kind of thing. Um, because I'm always surprised at the, the number of romance readers that read and voraciously, I mean, read a lot, but they just don't talk about it. So that's been really a fun thing to discover. I told my mother-in-law that was really awkward. She was like, oh, Josh told me that you're on a podcast, but he wouldn't tell me what it's about. And I looked her dead in the eye and I was like, erotica. (laughs) Oh, 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 okay. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, there is still, there's still a handful of people who, um, you know, don't know all the specifics. Yeah. And I'm I'm totally fine with that. And I'm totally fine with that. My mum knows that I'm on it, but I won't tell her what it's called because I'm like, I really don't want you to listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) She's searching your name. She's trying to figure it out. She doesn't know how to use Spotify, so I'm sweet. My mum mom is like, my mum's super weird because like I told her what I was doing. She's like super chill. She's like a bit younger. She's like, I was like, yeah, it's really cool. I'm really excited about this podcast I'm doing. It's so much fun. I was like, are you going to listen to it? She was like, eh, probably not. She just like doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just can't be bothered. It was a little you, bit like that. Yeah. Right. It's like, I love you, but you do you. Um, my parents were a little bit yeah. the same way. I was so nervous to tell them and what they would think or what they would say. Um, you know, I'm 38, but I was still like feeling like, you know, their child in the moment. Um, and they were so overwhelmingly positive and supportive. And my mom, you know, she wants every book and, you know, my dad wants the physical copies to put on the shelf. And, um, it's funny though, because my dad, I was like, I was like, yeah, pop, just don't read it. And he's like, okay, I won't. Um, and then my mom, she dove into the first book, loved it. Um, I don't think she's read one since just because she's not the reader of the family and, and, you know, she will sing my praises to all her friends. Um, but yeah, she's, it's just not her cup of tea and that's okay. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Do you think we'll get to see any more like novellas from the Chickaloo series? That I don't know. Um, I will say when I finished the Chickaloo Falls series and, and moved into a new series, I was really sad, surprisingly so, just to leave that town um, and that universe. I loved it. I wouldn't be surprised if I went back. Um, I did sort of weave in a few, um, spots that I could go back and visit. Um, I have the most requested is Finn's story. 
um, yeah. which Finn Hondo. is the best friend, but it would be an MM romance. So kind of Duh. a little bit out of my lane, but I, I think if anything, that would be sort of bonus material for my readers, like my current like fan base, I guess, um, that would, that would be more interested in that. But yeah, I, I love, um, I love Chickaloo Falls. I would definitely be open to, to going back there. Um, you know, at some point. And I think that my next series is definitely going to be more of that vibe of that small town, um, a little bit lighter, uh, kind of feel to it. So I'm excited to, to build another town, much like Chickaloo Falls that just, you fall in love with, and you fall in love with like the weird quirky side characters that, you know, just kind of breathe life into the story. So it should be a good time. That's really cool. I really like as well. Um, how the, with the, um, the tip Montana and like the redemption ranch series, how they sort of reference Chickaloo Falls as well. Yeah. I yeah. Like so the it's definitely, yeah. And yeah. this trainer in her lingerie. Yeah. Yep. So I did that intentionally. So in book three, actually um, Cole and Maggie go and get coffee in this weird little town that she gets like super creepy vibes from. And that ends up being tip. Montana. And then um, there is a crossover between the shop owners. It's like his aunt is the shop owner in Chickaloo Falls. And that was a lot of fun um, to spin off. And actually, um, Maggie's stepbrother. So in Protecting You, that's book three. Um, the heroine has, she has stepbrothers. And one of the stepbrothers is actually going to be in book four of the Redemption Ranch series. He shows up in, yeah, he shows up in book one. So Scotty, the, one of the federal agents, um, yes. shows up in book one. Um, and he'll be in book four as the hero in that four. story. So there is definitely. So, wait that long. Okay. But <laughs> to be fair. So I do get this a lot. Um, people asking when is Gemma getting her story? Um, originally I planned that she was supposed to be book two. But then as I sort of wrote her and her story and everything that happened to her, um, I, I wanted to give her some time to live life and mature and grow. And I know I'm talking about her like she's a real person, but in my mind, sometimes <laughs> they are. Um, and I also write older characters too. And so with her being like 19, I was like, ah, she's a little bit young. I want her to sort of grow and learn on her own and not, you know, need a man to fix her. But to sort of have come into her own a little bit um, and learn some things for herself first. So her book, Gemma is actually going to be book four. So right now I'm writing um, book three. I'm, I'm sort of wrapping that story up. And then book four is going to be Gemma's story. Um, you know, Scotty's coming back. He's sort of scorned her before. It'll be enemies to lovers. It'll be a road trip. Um, yes. She's going to be called oh, to finally yes. testify. Yeah. So it'll be a road trip. And he's like, there protecting her on this road trip. Um, but they just can't stand each other because of these things that had happened in the past. And she's still sort of holding on to old grudges. Um, I love um, only second to grumpy sunshine. I love enemies to lovers, just the banter and the tension and the like, longing I just love it so I'm really excited to write Gemma's story um I get asked about Gemma a lot what's the third book? very excited to read it Who's um the third this book about? third book is really fun um so in the alias in the altar um one of the side characters is Josh he's sort of a hand on the ranch and he has sort of golden retriever energy for sure um 
and his father was an agent who was sort of killed in action, but he's working on the ranch. So he's sort of grown up in this whole like secrecy witness protection um, environment. Um, and then when his father is gone, he just decides to stay and just make his living there. And so his heroine is actually um, somebody who comes to the ranch looking for her father, who she thinks, you know, was an agent on the ranch and, um, that sort of that, that mystery gets unraveled of like who her father is. And she's a, she's a celebrity that, um, is sort of in hiding herself. So it's a really fun, playful story, but still has elements of mystery that kind of, you pull those threads as you go through the book. And that's been really fun to weave together. So looking forward to that. And Gemma has a, has a big role in that one too. She befriends our heroine and, um, you learn a little bit about what she's been up to as a lead up into her her own story in book four. So excited. So exciting. Is it going to follow the same titles? Because I love your titles for the Redemption Obsessed. series. Yeah. So we've got the uh, the Badge and the Bad Boy, then the Alias and the Altar. The book I'm writing now is The Rebel and the Rogue. And then Gemma's book will be The Target and the Truth. Oh, oh gosh. yeah. Love your book names. <laughs> oh my God. Love them. Are you, are you I, just planning um, four books for that series? I am. Yeah. So it'll wrap up with Gemma's book. Um, and then I'll be moving on to a different series, uh, entirely a different town. I actually think a different state, even, I think I'm moving from Montana and we're going to, we're going to travel a little bit. What's the new series about? (laughs) So this is very early. So you'll, uh, one thing that is, um, not unique to me. A lot of writers are this way, but I'm a discovery writer also known as like a pantser. So I have the general bones of an idea, but I discover the story as I write it. So I I kind of know, I know the two characters. I know like why these two gorgeous, beautiful people can't be together. Um, and sometimes I know what brings them together at the end, but a lot of times I have no idea like what the big gesture is going to be, or like the great thing that happens that brings them together. Um, and I, it comes to me as I write. So I have some bones of a next series, um, but it really is just notes in my notes app on my phone, (laughs) which is like (laughs) toying with different ideas. And I always start with sort of what are the tropes I want to write? Like, Oh, is this going to be a fireman? Is this going to be, um, you know, a farmer? Is it going to be sisters? Is it going to be brothers? So I, I'm still kind of working through all those details. I'll have a much more firm idea as I write book four, my brain automatically sort of starts looking at the next thing and, and figuring out where I'll go from there. Um, so yeah, it's, it'll be as much of a surprise for me as it is for all of you. (laughs) I do love that your male characters are blue collar workers because I love a blue collar worker in a book. Uh, I do too. There's just something. a blue something... collar worker full stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's just from the hands. I have a thing with hands. Like I just think hands are so sexy, like hands and arms and muscles. And, uh, you know, if he's too pretty, I, I'm just like, eh, he's, I mean, he's like traditionally good looking, but no, nah, it's fine. Um, but I love a good blue collar worker. I think that somebody who's good with his hands, who's not afraid to kind of get dirty and get in there and it's hot. It's Rugged. so hot. Oh yeah, Sorry, definitely. Mom. Throw him in some flannel and give him a beard. And that's it for me, man. I'm done. Put some, put some oil on them. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> 
right? Dirty him up a little. There's that meme that's like Henry Cavill as Superman, and then it's Henry Cavill as the Witcher. And it's like, <laughs> I would take the Witcher version every time. I agree with he's you. He's so hot. You want to make him looking like he's sleeping is. outdoors. Yeah, far right. There's like nothing better than coming home and your partner's like been working on their car or doing something like with oh, their hands the and you're smells. like I love the smell of oil. Kill me. Oh, me too. <laughs> so weird. It's bad. No, I mean it's just it's got to be just something feral inside of us because I am the same way. It's just Well, and and my husband, he's from Texas and so he's got sort of a a little bit of a drawl too and then, you know, he'll be working outside or working on his truck or doing something and I'm just like okay this all of this is working for me so <laughs> your husband's a babe I, when you sent me the photo i was oh, like holy shit thanks. lena hendrix yeah and i think he it goes along giant. with the, yeah, the he's very tall um you know and that it definitely works in his favor but i think it goes along with like the blue collarness too is just um I tend to have kind of a masculine energy, you know, I'm not shy and I, I don't shy away from what I like and what I want and all of that. And I think that those types of men tend to be able to match that energy, if not supersede it. And, and I like that in the heroes that I write too, is that they, you know, can definitely meet and exceed sort of that big dick energy, if you will. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love big dick energy. Oh, it's the best, right? Do you have like any advice for aspiring female authors or indie authors that want to get started? Honestly, I think my best advice is just do the damn thing because you'll be able to figure it out as you go. There are so many people who are willing to share their knowledge. There are so many books on whether it's craft or marketing or structure of a story. I mean, you can learn all of those things, um, you know, but if you've got a story inside of you, then you got to go for it. We also want to know your favorite sex scene and who would you marry? Oh, well, we know who you'd marry, but oh. what's your favorite sex scene? Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely marry Lincoln. Um, for sure. Lincoln from finding God, marry him. My favorite sex scene in, in the books that I've written, you're asking. Yeah. 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 Well, if you want to give us a bunch from other books too, we're not going to be against it. Right. You know, we'll just, I have a list. No, um, let me see. So of the books that I've written, um, that's really tough because I think that I've liked almost every scene that I've written because of the fact that, you know, it's gotta be something that I'm like, oh yeah, that definitely works for me. I think any scene where it starts with like the intense, like, maybe a surprise kiss or like a push up against a wall or like a just rough and grab you. And it starts hands down anytime. That'll be my favorite. Um, yeah, I like the spontaneity of that for sure, but it's, it's hard to pick just one um, because you know, each of my books have several. So <laughs> I can the day paying and freaking, um, that was, that's hot. Yeah. Illegal. I did really like that one. That one was really fun to write too. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. That was a good one. Nice. 
Alrighty, well, I think on that note, we'll wrap it up. But thank you so much for coming out and chatting with us, Lena. It's been so much fun. It's been so exciting getting to meet you as well. Oh, and, thank um, you. What are we talking about? It's all good. Um, what are we talking about? We're talking about Drive and Reverse next week. And we have yeah. Mel from Bang Book Club coming to join guest. us as well. Because yeah, she so loves good. these books. So she saw that we were, we were going to be talking about them. And yeah, it just fits so well. And we love Mel. So it'll be good to chat with her again. But thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.